0: Whitaker Weekly is a three-episode in anime discussion podcast where two brothers discuss a show of their choice. The show can be anything from a current season flop to a decades-old classic. What are they going to talk about next? Who knows? They sure don't. This is Whitacre Weekly. Let's get right into it. Uh, we didn't have much news uh, to cover this week. We do have anime anime bonsai happening this weekend. I won't be able to make it, but you'll be there. Uh, uh, yes,
1: I uh, won one of their contests on uh, Facebook, so I'm happy to go.
0: Yeah, so you're going to be going to anime bonsai this Saturday. Yes. Um, I've got, I'm running my D&D game this Saturday, so what, that's what I'm doing. But uh, All right. <laughs> I'm also going to a haunted restaurant for lunch with some friends. Cool. There's a place here, here in Utah down south uh, called Leslie's uh, Family Tree. Uh-huh. And it's it's pretty famous because it was on one of those Ghost Hunter episodes. Huh. Um, or one of those ghost show episodes. I don't know which right, one. Right, right. Uh, and the food's delicious, so I'm going to go in there for lunch with some friends. But uh, anyway, that's enough for personal stuff. Um, news this week, this kind of came up in my news feed, and I wanted to share it with everybody. Um, there is a new eins ul figure that has been announced. Uh, that He looks really, really cool. Uh, he's going to be a little over $200 Amer- uh, American. Um, Yikes. But part of it is that the orb that he has in his stomach, uh-huh. uh, it actually is an LED light. Nice. And if you click on the link, I, I got this from Crunchyroll. If you click on the link, um, one of the pictures is him standing in front of an um, albedo statue. Uh, she's sold separately. Oh. But um, it's, uh, it, okay. it's a pretty. it looks really cool next to it.
1: Sure. And uh, so we'll have a link to this uh, on our website. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and visit us at uh, WhitakerWeekly.com and uh, you can see this link yourself.
0: Yeah. Um, and with that, we're going to go ahead and get right into three episodes in.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah we didn't have a whole lot of news today. I mean, I mean, just to recap from something we mentioned last week, is that this Monday, um, uh, Seven Deadly Sins Season 3 mm, dropped, and it right. does have 24 full
0: episodes. That's right. Awesome. I now, will have to watch I, that when I have the chance, but I, I have the chance. I
1: was trying to watch it earlier this week, but um, I'm committed in uh, finishing a craft for a... Uh, a uh, uh, trade I'm doing with someone okay. teaching my kids piano lessons. Oh, cool! Um, and I can't watch subtitled anime and craft at the same mm-hmm. time. I'm not. Do they not have fluent. English?
0: Do they not have the English dub? They might. I just. Eh, anyway. Okay. Um, I'm just me. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on from that so... and get into three episodes <laughs> in. Absolutely. Uh, this week we. Uh, watched the first three episodes of that time i got reincarnated as a slime look at us being topical this is actually a seasonal anime it is a seasonal as anime. this week season episode three came out so
1: so this is brand new there aren't we, there's nothing to spoil because there's only the three episodes there's only three
0: episodes i mean if you read the manga or light novels yes you can spoil it apparently this is this has been around for forever so uh-huh. there's a lot of content um But yeah, um, it's
1: it's surprisingly adorable.
0: It's it's really, really fun so far. Um, But anyway, uh, this is the synopsis um, from Crunchyroll. Corporate worker Mikami Satoru is stabbed by a random killer and is reborn to an alternate world. But he turns out to be reborn a slime thrown into this new world with the name Rimuru. He begins a quest to create a world that's welcoming to all. Aww. Aww. And okay, the <laughs> an episode starts off with, um... No two
1: people are not on
0: fire. No two people are not on fire. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Being fangoriously devoured by a gelatinous <laughs> monster.
1: Which, some things
0: actually do get fangoriously devoured by a gelatinous monster in this anime. They sure do. Anyway, let's go ahead and get right into it. So, it starts with, um, with the fire bombings of Tokyo, yeah. of all things. Um. Those of you who aren't aware of World War II, um, not only did America drop the two bombs, atomic bombs, on Japan, they also dumped enough uh, dynamite Uh, on Tokyo to dwarf the damage that was done in the other two cities.
1: And it it wasn't just dynamite. Sometimes it was just blocks of wood that were on fire. But their cities, their houses were made of wood and rice paper. mm -hmm. And so um, Mm -hmm. what, what they littered their cities with, with these fire bombs, it was devastating Mm -hmm. um to to find out more about it you can watch other anime like grave of the fireflies started off with if you want to
0: have a bad time watch grave of the fireflies
1: it's one of those movies that gives you a historical perspective but it's not one of those movies that was ever supposed to be commercially successful because nobody's gonna watch it twice
0: oh i i yeah yeah it's it's a beautiful film it's extremely well made it's just very sad it is it's a very sad movie it's one of those movies that's meant to make you think yeah um Anyway, it starts off with, during the fire bombings of Tokyo, and, and we
1: see um,
0: there's a, a mother young, and, a, and mother, a little girl.
1: Mother and a little girl. I want to say, sometime somewhere between ten and twelve. Yeah, a- around eight there. And 12 Yeah, like mm-hmm.
0: that. running through the streets, and then suddenly this part of the building collapses, and the girl gets separated from her mother. You mm-hmm. assume the mother died because she's screaming for her mother, and you don't see anything. And then suddenly the fire starts swirling around the girl. And it cuts, and you see this hand, and this hand raises, and there's sparkles coming from underneath the hand as if it's casting a spell. And then this fire becomes kind of a tornado around the girl, and she gets lifted up into it and disappears. Yeah. It l- looks like she's consumed by the fire, but at the same time, it's heavily hinted that she definitely was not consumed by the fire. That's, right. That that's something else is at play here. Yeah. And then we cut to modern-day Tokyo, where it, Tokyo, Japan is very much embraced um western civilization western civilization um they're very our
1: main characters standing there saying oh it's wonderful so peaceful yeah i was about
0: to say like japan is very much you know um they haven't had any major military campaigns since world war ii yeah, they've been become a very very peace-loving nation um i mean they they did have uh they did join in part of one of the Iraqi operations and it made headlines across the world Cause it was the first time that Japan had a military operation outside of Japan mm-hmm. in forever. Mm. But, um, or well, since world war two, but, um, anyway, so he's walking down the street and he's going to go meet his co his junior at work. And it's revealed he's a 37 year old man. Yeah. Never had a girlfriend. Um, this is not the, the main character, 37 year old man, never had a girlfriend. And his junior is introducing him to, this girl, who's yeah. obviously the junior's girlfriend. Yes. Um, and their names are... Uh, it's Mikame Satoru, is the main guy. Then we have Tamura. We only learned his last name, I believe. At least in the first few episodes. Mm-hmm. And he is the junior, the kohai. And then there's uh, Sawataori um, Miho, who mm-hmm. is the girlfriend. Right. And they're <coughs> off to go eat... They lunch. Have
1: lunch. Have lunch or dinner together. Something. Uh,
0: they're gonna go go eat lunch, and then somebody screams, and there's this guy in a hoodie with a big old knife running through the streets, just looking to kill someone. Um, and it's not, it's
1: not really explained. It's just some no,
0: crazed, just some crazed thing. guy, and he's going straight for the kohai who's trying to protect his girlfriend from this mm-hmm. attacker. But then, um, and but then Satoru, the main character, jumps in the way mm-hmm. and he gets stabbed. Right. Yep and what a way to roll a new character
1: because he gets stabbed and he's on the ground bleeding to death and every thought he has seems to go to a systems admin
0: yeah his, <laughs> so kind of... his first thought is oh it's so warm and then suddenly it says confirmed you now have a, you now have resistance to, to heat oh uh, well but everything's also getting so cold at the same time confirmed you will you will have resistance to cold He's like, oh, all this blood all confirmed. You this... will be a species that doesn't require blood. You will be a species that doesn't require blood. And he's just like, and, and, my, and my favorite
1: bit of that was, I'm dying at 37 years old. If I made it to 40 as a virgin, I'd be considered a sage. There, there confirmed is... character class sage.
0: You will in Japan. Just kind of a <laughs> bit of backstory. Uh, there, it's said that if you are a virgin at the age of 30, uh-huh. you are then a wizard. Uh-huh. Um, and that's what he says first. I was a wizard at 30. I was so close to becoming a sage. Only a couple more years until I was 40. Um, and it said, confirmed, character class is sage. Yeah. But then he says something else, I forget what it is, and then it says, confirmed, you are now a great sage. <laughs> like, th- uh, I, I wonder what would happen if I was a virgin at 50. I wonder what would happen if I had kept on going to become a great sage. Uh, confirmed, your character class is now great sage. <laughs> predator <laughs> Skill predator, acquired. <laughs> uh,
1: well, the reason Okay, the reason mm-hmm. for that is, oh, if I get reborn, I'm not going to wait. I'm, gonna, I'm going to hunt down any girl I can. Confirmed
0: skill predated. predator, <laughs> and he he keeps getting all these random skills, and he just uh, he says to his to his junior as he's bleeding out. The junior's like, "Please, senpai, senpai, please don't die."
1: <coughs> and Excuse the voice me. he's hearing the voice, but he thinks it's his junior that's saying it, so he keeps telling him to be quiet and let me die in peace mm-hmm. or something like that.
0: But um, he says to the junior what because he has him to do something with his computer. Oh,
1: he tells the junior, and I quote. Take the hard drive out of my computer at home, dunk it in a bath, and make
0: sure it's completely wiped.
1: That's, that's his dying request. <laughs> his dying he...
0: request is for his hard drive to be destroyed.
1: <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. If I die, delete my browser history.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just that sort of thing.
0: It reminds me. I forget what show it was from, but someone just says, "Uh." Uh, like for an alibi for his client, he says um, he says, "Let me go ahead. Please allow me to produce my client's web browser history." for no, that I'm guilty. Night. I'm guilty. And the guy on stand just says, "I'd, I'd rather just confess to the crime." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway, so. He then dies, and then we have this really, really cool transition to this other world where he's dead, but he wakes up and he's like, what's going on? Like, where am I? I can't feel my hands. I can't feel my feet. What are those? Are those rocks? If those are rocks, I'm definitely not in a hospital. Yeah, I'm definitely not in a hospital. What's going on? And um, slowly, he just kind of starts to realize that he is not human any longer. And he... uh, in, in an even more slower uh,
1: self-recognition than the <clears throat> whale and bowl of petunias. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's just, it's just ever so slowly, just trying to realize, okay.
0: That's a Hitchhiker's <laughs> Guide to the Galaxy Reference listeners. For those of you who don't know, that has nothing to do with the show or anime. Anyways, please continue. <laughs>
1: but still, it's along those lines of just <laughs> step by step realizing, okay, I don't have hands. I don't have feet. Oh, I've fallen into a pool. I'm gonna drown. Wait, I haven't been breathing this whole time. Am I waterproof? Do I even need to breathe? I'm gonna be Ability. fine down here, aren't I?
0: <laughs> Ability gained resistance to water, yes. but that 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 happens later. But it yeah, does. but he, it's,
1: it's like this step by step realization of what he's
0: now become. And he's he's kind of moving around, and you see little bits of it from his POV and from like some weird camera angles, kind of hiding his new body. And he's like, "Oh, this this is a plant." can i eat this wait i don't have a mouth wait what's happening and he went over it and suddenly it dissolves but he feels he feels it and there's a pre- there's like a uh, a picture that's a play on da vinci's um i forget what it's called but it's leonardo da vinci's picture of the man
1: the vitruvian man the vitruvian man
0: vitruvian Vitruv- uh, that's what i thought i said vitruvian yeah. man yeah um i may have stumbled and said the truvian but it's vitruvian <laughs> man yeah and he uh but it's it's um satoru's body Uh um and it just like lights up as uh his entire body just absorbs the nutrients from this at the same time you think this is incredible and he just starts eating all these plants by dissolving them and it cuts back and realizes wait he's he's not a human anymore he's a slime he's this tiny little blue blob Uh, yep
1: yep i'm a slime I don't even need to eat. I'm just doing this because I'm bored and I may as well be doing something.
0: Yeah. And he's just going around and he's making, he's eating all these herbs. And then the voice talks to him again and says, you've acquired the ability to do this now or whatever. And he eats these plants and every five of these flowers he eats, he creates a healing potion. Yeah. That's stored inside of his body.
1: Which apparently is a pocket dimension with infinite storage
0: or yeah, something. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I was going to say a bag of holding, but he's way more than a bag of holding because bag of holdings have a 250 pound limit. So yes, but
1: so so he just starts massively annihilating groves of these flowers, yeah, and he, and converting them into potions inside of himself, and
0: he's having so much fun doing it, just exploring this new body of his and doing things with it. And what's kind of cute is when he realizes he's a slime, uh, he's got this very deep, you know, masculine thirty-seven-year-old man's voice until he realizes he's a slime. And at the same time, it's and when he realizes that, it switches to a voice actor who's got a very very much younger voice uh-huh. um and they uh <laughs> uh anyway um
1: well they, then then he, he falls into the pool uh, he's getting really excited he even he dissolves some crystals and he, finds out that they have magical power so it's like a mana boost yeah it, it gives him more missiles. power
0: by eating the, by eating those crystals
1: and then he's really excited then forgets where he's going and falls into the lake and that's the mm-hmm. point where he goes oh is this how i die am i gonna drown wait I haven't had to breathe this whole time, have I? I'm going to be fine down here, huh? How do I move underwater? And so he then decides to absorb the water and then spit it back out. And it propels him like a rocket through the water. It's the greatest thing. And
0: then he gets water projectile as a new weapon. Water pressure propulsion skill. Water, water pressure propulsion skill. And just launches across this lake. Uh. Which he
1: launches across too fast. Launches himself out of it. Slams himself against a wall. A cave wall. And then down. He said, that didn't hurt. No, yeah, you had... And then the system admin was, you have the skill pain reduction. Mm Mm-hmm. But you did take 10% damage. Now
0: initiating self-healing. Whoa! This is incredible! And one one thing that, um... That I really, really like about the slime's body... Uh Uh-huh. Um... Is that uh, you know the classic cliche anime stuff where yeah, somebody's surprised drop or and got... they they've got like the the surprised look, um they've got the sweat, sweat drop, they've got the the anxious or depressed lines.
1: Or if they just feel wounded, suddenly a band
0: aid appears on them. Suddenly a band aid appears on them type thing. Um the slime has all of those, but they're all projections from his body. Yes, like he'll yes. be surprised, and suddenly an exclamation point will pop out of his head, but it'll be part. It'll be slime pieces. Yes, or or he'll have
1: the 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 classic like five five lines of, uh, gloom on his Mm -hmm. face the lines of gloom will actually come out of him in the slime Mm -hmm. and
0: and appear yep and if he's surprised or looking at something he he gets bug eyes he doesn't have eyes until he gets surprised and then suddenly eyes pop out
1: (laughs) yeah he he does have these uh lines that kind of indicate his eyes and you can see emotion on them but there's not but they're just lines they're not even Mm -hmm. open eyes
0: Mm -hmm. anyway um As he's exploring, he learns new skills. He learns water blade that's strong enough to slice through stone. He learns all these other things. And then finally, he crashes into, um, just because he's goofing around and not really paying attention, he falls again and he crashes into a magical wall. Yes. And what's behind that magical wall? Behind that magical wall is a being of immense power that
1: he can't sense and can only hear. And the being speaks to him. And he thinks he and he thinks to himself, "Why are you talking to me? I can't talk back." And the being continues talking to him. Why? Just uh, shut up, Baldy. I can't speak to you anyway, Baldy. You can hear my thoughts.
0: Yeah, and realizes this creature's been speaking to him telepathically. So and
1: so. The creature then teaches him the skill Magic Detection, which gives him the first glimpse into sight. And then we get a, a full... View, and at this point, the creature has been kind of in shadow and are, mm-hmm. or behind a blur, as it were. He's been able and to see, then...
0: but just very close to the area around him, which yes. is why he's been wa- running into walls and falling into to lakes and things.
1: But the the creature teaches him... Uh, magic sense, and suddenly he can see everything around him. And he's like, oh, this is amazing!
0: Ah, you're a dragon! Yep, and it's a dragon behind a magical barrier. And it's a big black dragon with powerful fangs and claws and stuff like that. And it's, um, yeah, and what's so great about this dragon? This dragon is. This is kind of the end of episode <laughs> one when he meets the dragon okay so i want to one watch... episode two or so mm-hmm. okay
1: so he interacts with this dragon for a time and the dragon has apparently been sealed up in this cave for the last 300 years and he goes mm-hmm. i've been a lonely virgin for 37 years i can't imagine 300 years by yourself that mm-hmm. must be absolutely awful and
0: the dragon introduces himself <laughs> as as the storm dragon veldora the one of the four. great worms one of the great and one dragons. of the four
1: great dragons in the world mm-hmm. um yeah i didn't write down his name um but uh, the the dragon like uh, the dragon in exchange for teaching him how to see, it made him promise that he'd stick around and have conversations with him and come back mm-hmm. and see him once in a He's while. He's like,
0: "Oh, this is incredible! I want to go exploring." Wait, you're gonna leave
1: already? You just got here. Yeah, and and he starts pouting. He just you know hands between his knees and, mm-hmm. and then, one of the great
0: dragons. <laughs> is desperate for a friend
1: is desperate for a friend but is not honest about his feelings
0: nope as we learn later on because he's like it's okay i'll be your friend but who what how on earth why on earth would i want to be friends with you how dare you ask to be friends uh offer to be friends with me veldora the great storm dragon well i well, guess if, want well, if we don't want to Baka, i never said he didn't want to what are you a tsundere? what are you a tsundere <laughs> so yeah, Veldor is a Sundede dragon, someone who's not honest with his feelings. <laughs>
1: so now it was at this point that I thought maybe the dragon was the girl from the very mm. beginning, because we don't we we have no idea See, what happened to her. I didn't, no, But to have that girl, but to have the, the one who the gets dragon, surrounded by the fire the one vortex, gets surrounded by mm-hmm. the fire vortex, and taken up. Now there is a timeline difference because. It's only a what 60 70 year difference between the firebombing of Tokyo and modern day. Is that 70 80 years ago.
0: Firebombing of Tokyo was the 40s, like yeah. mid late 40s. Yeah, the, um, yeah, early
1: 40s actually I want to say because it was 44 that the uh, that the war ended with the atomic bombs. 44 or 45. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so it would have been it would have been around that era so mid 40s. So that's um, uh,
1: 70 80 years ago.
0: Yeah, that's about it's uh yeah, it's about 70 years ago or so at this point
1: so the so she would be taken 70 years prior but i don't know if there's a difference in how time Mm -hmm. passes like in narnia Mm
0: -hmm. um
1: if if how much of a difference of time Mm -hmm. passes because if it's 80 years there maybe that's where she came from from 300 years Mm -hmm. previous
0: um but the dragon Um, also explains and one of the reasons you thought that is because the dragon explains that people are summoned like the, the, he says, I'm not from this world. I'm originally a human. Uh-huh. And he says, Oh, so you're from that other world. And he's like, wait, you mean, you know about that other world? I was like, yeah, people come here from that world all the time. Usually they get summoned, um, by a powerful sorcerer. And then they're yeah. kind of enslaved, uh, yeah. by that sorcerer. So,
1: so I, so it's, but then the dragon talks about how he ended up imprisoned there. Mm-hmm. And it sounded like the warrior who trapped him was a summon.
0: Yeah, that's that, So that, mm-hmm. So
1: I'm currently at a I'm gonna wait and see, I'm not gonna say for sure, but either I think it's either the dragon or the warrior that defeated it mm-hmm. was the one summoned during the firebombing.
0: I don't think it's I don't think that the dragon is the one who defeats uh who was this who I don't think I don't think the dragon is the girl who mm-hmm. was summoned. Um, I, I
1: I only thought it because of his mannerisms and yeah, how much, like a teenage that. how much like a teenage girl after 300 years he still behaves.
0: But is that how a teenage girl from the 1940s would have behaved?
1: Probably not. Probably not. I, who knows.
0: But um the reason that I th- I think that it's the girl who um who sealed the dragon because he says that a yeah, great hero sealed me it in It seems here. more likely. Mm-hmm.
1: And the way he talked about summoning sounded mm-hmm. like the hero was summoned to defeat him.
0: Yeah. And I I th- like I didn't catch that my first time watching it just because by the time I I, when I first watched the show, I watched it every week when it when it uh, came out. Uh And so I didn't I didn't remember everything that happened in episode one when I caught episode two. But today, when I rewatched the episodes to get ready for tonight for our recording, um, I remember I saw the girl getting teleported away again. Mm -hmm. And then for me, it clicked seeing the little girl or seeing the woman warrior fighting the dragon and sealing the dragon away yeah because her face Mm -hmm. was
1: her face actually after seeing the opening credits her face kind of matched yeah her and the person behind the mask
0: when you see her face she looks like she could be japanese um compared to the other other worldly creatures that have multiple colors of hair where she's just plain black hair black eyes or brown eyes yeah um but another thing that leads me to believe that she might be japanese that she might be the girl Mm -hmm. um is uh the the poster for that time I got reincarnated is the slime. It shows, in, in the opening credits, we see uh, Rimaru, who is about to be named here by the dragon, yeah. Um. the slime. Uh, he eventually gains the ability to turn into a human. Right. And we see him battling other warriors and stuff and avoiding attacks from those warriors by transforming into the slime to dodge them and then back into the human to attack back, which is yeah. just way cool. Yes. Um, but again, we but... don't
1: see that until the very end of the first episode and then right yeah. at the beginning of the mm-hmm. second
0: um, cause that's what they do in anime, but, um, on the poster, it shows his human form uh, holding that hero girl and the slime in between the two of them huh. with the other characters around them, including the goblins that he meets in episode three and the wolf and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so if you take a look at that, I'm pretty sure she is from Japan. Right. And, um, anyway.
1: Okay. So what happens then mm. is, um... So, what happens then is the dragon and the slime offer to name each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give you a name if you'll give me well, one.
0: what happens is that he, wa- he says, well, let's go ahead and do this. Um, like, I could... I could use my ability, my you know, my uh, fangoriously fangor- devouring ability to <laughs> gain, uh, to uh, to analyze his predator ability, let him analyze skills and take those skills for himself. But he
1: can also pocket things and and decide what to digest and what to keep. Safe yeah. Inside and of so
0: he says, "What I can do is the, the dragon can't use his abilities inside the force field to examine the force field." But they decide to try to do a two prong attack. If the dragon attacks her from the inside. While he's analyzing it from the outside, they may be able to break the barrier and figure out what's going on. Right. So he says, "Well, before that, I should name you." Okay. And we learn later on the power of names in this world. Right. Um, but uh,
1: so the dragon. So he offers to name the dragon. So he "Okay, you're a great storm dragon." Should I say the English word "storm"? Eh, it's kind of weird. What's another word for storm? Ah, tempest. Mm-hmm. and then so your name is temp so your name is whatever the no, how
0: do you like what 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 do you like um yeah, so so how, the what do you, how do you like the sound of how do you like the sound tempest
1: and the dragon roars and l- seems deeply offended like how dare you but glows this o- this aura it's like oh and what was it? what was the dragon's original first name
0: oh uh veldora
1: veldora veldora tempest that is a great name! I like, like it! But he, but the way he's roaring, it sounds like he's really upset. But no, it's just a really
0: passionate gratitude. He loves the name Tempest. He's like, that's awesome! And so he names Rimaru, Rimaru Tempest. Yes. So, so they
1: now share a family
0: name. They share a family name. So they are now brothers. Yes. Um, and so Rimaru then expands and just becomes massive and like swallows the for- the 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 entire cage that he's in this magical barrier yep and just you know and then he's like oh well that was over real fast i miss him already you know <laughs> um but yeah and so they're they're both working on analyzing well the so, the voice so... asks him if he wants to analyze uh like perfect barrier or whatever the uh-huh. unlimited barrier or whatever it was called and he says yes and then he works on getting out of the cave Yes. So, but what did you want to say?
1: Oh, no, that that was it. Um, the action of getting out of the cave, though, is absolutely fantastic. And we both actually wrote something down about this. Mm-hmm. And what I wrote down was, quote, the adventures of the Pokemon Ditto.
0: <laughs> Whereas I wrote down that it's just a real fun montage of Rimaru, growing through the cave, killing monsters, eating those monsters, getting their powers and then using their powers to go further down the cave.
1: Yeah, that that entire scene uh, makes me I'm think I'm not going
0: to use poison gas anymore. That's disgusting.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't even have taste buds, but that was awful. Uh-huh. Um, but no, that entire scene made me think that this like the entire first episode could exist as the pl- the pilot for a castle is for a, uh uh Metroidvania type game where you can only go so far until Mm -hmm. you gain, until you defeat a monster, gain his powers Mm -hmm. because (coughs) one of the last things he does is he defeats a giant spider. And now he has the ability to spider swing mm-hmm. across chasms. Well,
0: he defeats the spider and then he uses the spider net to capture a bat. And he eats this giant bat. And that giant bat then gives him um, the Echolocate- sonar echolocation mm-hmm. and sonar. And so he's able to... He's he's able to better navigate the cave. Able to better, better navigate the cave. And not only that, but he's actually able to now produce sounds. So mm-hmm. he's he's singing to himself. Yes. <laughs> as, with a little mouth that he holds. I am a robot. <laughs> or, I am an alien. That's right. I am an alien, you know, just having fun speaking with his new voice and stuff like that. And then he gets to the entrance of the cave, finally. He he finally gets Mm -hmm. to
1: this giant metal door, Mm -hmm. bronze or something, just like two stories tall. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, how do I get through this? I guess I could use the the,
0: slice Mm -hmm. it with my water attack. We should probably say, though, that before all this happened, right after he took out, or right after he swallowed uh, Uh the dragon... Um, we get a montage of the outside world. And he says, at that point, the world changed. Mm. And I had no idea. Yeah, And then for the next
1: month, he was looking for an exit out. It took him a month
0: to get get out of the cave. Um, But he, and it it cuts to a a nearby city. There are four nations around this mountain range where the dragon is. And the dragon acted as a barrier between these nations. Yes. And nobody would cross those mountains because of the dragon. Uh, So it was peaceful because of him. Um,
1: but as far as everyone knows, the dragon just vanished. Yeah, and, knows what happened and they're sending
0: it. people to examine it and see what's going on because the the magical powers of the dragon, the things that were keeping things safe in the forest, they're all just gone now. And um, so, an
1: adventure. So, a series of adventurers are sent to go. And uh, examine the cave and find out see mm-hmm. if they can find anything that happened. Yep.
0: And uh, and, but, and then after we see that scene of a guild master talking about sending adventurers to go check it out, we get the montages of him going through and going through and taking a month to get and that, out. Of the cave. And
1: that's the first episode. That's the second episode when that starts happening.
0: That's the second episode. The second episode is him absorbing the dragon as well. Right. He episode one ends around the time when he meets the dragon. So, it's not much longer after that before episode one ends. Okay. Um, so episode two is a lot of uh, the conversation... I mean, they do just discuss and talk for a little while, for uh-huh. a couple of minutes. Maybe five, six minutes. Okay. But um, episode two, okay. you know, is him devouring the dragon. Uh-huh. Him getting out of the cave. And then he gets out of the cave. Um. And Well, he goes to the door. And as he's thinking about what to do, the door opens. And he hides. Uh-huh. So... And then he sees humans for his first time. He sees a couple of adventurers, two, two, men, two men and a woman. And he's super excited, but he's just like, wait a minute, I'm a slime. What if they just attack me right out as soon as they say hi? I and should probably hide.
1: So, so he does hide. And then the adventurers <laughs> decide about what they're going to do about going in. He says, well, if we get into trouble, we can always use escape. And apparently, there are two guys and a girl, and the girl appear, appears spell to be a spellcaster of some spell sort. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys says, all right, we're going to go ahead and use the sneak ability. And he casts invisibility on himself and the rest of the party and you do, all you see is their footsteps going in and that's when the slime thinks you could peep with that skill that guy's a real creep i'm gonna have to become his friend later
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well and then he leaves and as soon as he leaves the female adventurer turns around and they're like wait what what just what happened and They're like oh i i thought i sensed a monster but I, I i guess i was wrong and then they continue going on into the cave um,
1: and that's where he runs into a band of skinny goblins. Mm-hmm.
0: He goes through and he runs like, into a Oh, band.
1: sunlight. It smells so great. Except I have no nostrils.
0: Mm-hmm. Except it's so
1: incredible it. being out here.
0: Um... Because episode three ends bef- episode two ends before the attack happens. Right. Episode three is the attack, so you really don't get much with the goblins in episode two. Right. Um, but anyway, he goes to this the, he these goblins and he come up. So
1: most of episode two was in the cave, going through the caves. Mm-hmm.
0: So. But he meets up with these goblins who have all these weapons and they're they're aiming aimed they have their weapons aimed at him and he's looking at them. They're covered in rust like the weapons are shipped and, they're, are chipped and, and... They're, they're the goblins themselves are skinny malnourished and uh he uh talks to them and they imme- immediately like they're they're terrified of him they said there's somebody here like there's an incredibly powerful monster around here and we were sent to see who it was and wait, uh, who where i i didn't see anyone i didn't see anyone and they keep talking to him and he's like wait wait th- they mean me they mean i'm a powerful monster what <laughs> And so he has them take him to the village where he meets uh, the goblin chief. Um, The goblin chief uh, is talking to him,
1: and and they're they're clearly very Mm -hmm. nervous because the goblin chief, yeah, there's there's something wrong, Mm -hmm. and it's plainly obvious in what's happening. Mm -hmm. So the goblin chief actually besieges him and tells him that there was a he is a great monster, and we would we. Beg his protection because um, our god I mean, our, our god has disappeared a month ago, and now we have been besieged by dire wolves in the area, mm-hmm.
0: and so. And dire wolves are a lot more powerful than goblins. It takes ten goblins to even stand a chance against one direwood dire wolf. Dire wolf. Yes. and he says well how many goblins do you have those after go- the last
1: 60 including our females who can fight 60
0: yeah after the last attack including the females that can fight 60 so they have 60 against a 60 goblins against 100 direwolves. they're just going to get slaughtered
1: yeah it needed to be a 1000 mm-hmm. to a 1000 to 100 mm-hmm. for them to have a chance but
0: he he says you guys keep saying that i'm a great powerful monster why, like why do you why do you think that well I'm, like surely you must be joking sh- sure like that I'm aura just of yours i'm just another slime Surely you must be joking you're a great powerful monster um just that aura that bleeds off of you is incredibly powerful and he's like aura oh, i what don't you have an aura
1: wait skill can i uh can i sense <laughs> my own aura yeah and he changing says, your skills
0: yeah and he says well can i can i use magic sense to change uh to look at myself instead of everything else and she says give me just a moment or whatever yes yeah, sure yeah, the, and system then admin. the system admin then swaps it and he sees himself and he just sees this massive magical Black. aura like just purple tendrils coming off of him and stuff like that and he's like ah crap I'm so embarrassed it's like I've been walking down a busy road with my fly open this is what I look like this is what I look like this like, is
1: horrible gotta got, got suck in my aura
0: and then he sucks oh, in his aura oh you
1: guys must be very impressive to be willing to talk to me while I have this aura
0: out <laughs> well and then like and then he thinks to himself oh wait but those adventures didn't uh, sense my aura at all are they gonna uh, be okay are they gonna be okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he was worried about the adventurers cuz they couldn't sense his aura. Yes. But anyway, um he agrees long story short, he agrees to help. And um, uh,
1: he, he in order to keep up appearances, he asks what will you give me in exchange for helping? Uh-huh. And they said and they thought about it and they said our loyalty. We will and we will give mm-hmm. you we will be entirely loyal mm-hmm. to you and you alone if you will help us with this uh and they reveal this that, monster.
0: like the the elder reveals that the greatest warrior amongst them was one of was his son, one of his two sons, and
1: the, who had died, in who had been killed the, by the direwolves, who, who had died in the quest to find out how how powerful the direwolves were. They didn't know how many there were, mm-hmm. but he di- he was mortally wounded in the battle and was able to make it home to relay the information before dying. Mm. And that's that is what is implied because they found him and were talking to him
0: mm-hmm. before he died. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if he
1: made it back or if they found him.
0: And but uh, and they they're bowing down, pleading pleading to him for their help. Yeah, they're they're kissing and the ground. It, we get a flashback of um, him in an office in his human in his human life, and his junior, his Kohai, is asking him. Just says. Oh, will you please help me or like onegaishimasu which is just like i humbly yeah. I don't know, you know i humbly request your assistance or i humbly request it yes um neg- negao is like to desire so mm-hmm. um onegai is like a want or a desire and on onegaishimasu is i humbly desire i humbly want yeah. want it it's it's a way of saying please yes it's a very polite um, it's form. a very polite way of saying please um, but he says, uh, but and it's a, and like, I guess I just have a weakness. I can't say no to people who are asking for my help. He just says to himself. And so episode two ends with him offering to help them. In episode three, we see just how powerful he really is compared to these goblins. And you wrote this down. The very first thing he does is he goes to, uh, <laughs> he, he, he goes, he, he, he goes, goes to the ho- help. He the goes, wounded. To,
1: he goes to their hospital and there are rows of bed, of, uh, bed rolls on the ground and wounded goblins all throughout. And he thinks about it for a second and uh-huh. then he eats one of the goblins. And they're like, What are you doing? And the magic potions that he was building up a stockpile of
0: in. Which he has thousands of by this point simply because of all the flowers, all the herbs Because he, he
1: spent ate. months collecting these and doing nothing but grinding and collecting mm-hmm. these as he was leveling up. Because he had nothing else it. to do. Mm-hmm. And so then that happened and he. Um, and then. You get this patooey sound as the goblin leaves him and lands well, you see, face down, you, butt up in the air.
0: You see the goblin inside of him and you see the wounds closing and he's just like, oh, Wow. I guess having these healing potions is really useful, huh? And then he spits the goblin out, the goblin and out. then he goes and, and the goblin's fine. And, and then, and he, then pers- he goes, he grabs every single other goblin one after another, and then patooey, patooey, patooey. patooey. just spits them all out one after another, <laughs> and they
1: all land in the exact same way: face on the ground, butt in the air, mm-hmm. knees down, just. And then they get up and look at themselves like, oh, mm-hmm. "I'm okay." Like, and oh you're amazing
0: yep and so the next thing he has is he has them shore up their defenses and he has and them build, build a wall build a fence mm-hmm. and then we cut to that night and the wolves are getting ready to attack and we have the leader of the wolves and his yeah. son and the leader is just like well look at that pathetic fence like they really think like, that shambly little thing's they, gonna stop us
1: they, they first declare that tonight is the night they're gonna wipe out the goblin village and finally take mm-hmm. a stronghold in the area because it's their intention to conquer the world one mm-hmm. section at a time and so the dire wolves um, go to charge them and then they see that the the goblins have fortified their house their, their, their place and so they're hesitant for a moment but that's when mm-hmm. the uh the, the leader of the dire wolves tells them that do they th- really think that piddly little fence is going to stop us yeah. and, and so and he sends mm-hmm. a, so he sends a wave to go uh attacking them and this is where it starts to get a little bit bloody because um
0: The wolves wolves, start running into something that they can't see.
1: They start dying all of a sudden. Mm. And some of them are dying because... They're being shot out by arrows, mm-hmm. and the village chieftain is so bad that he shoots the fence.
0: Well, He's been, not even, he doesn't even shoot the fence. He shoots the arrow, and it lands. Like, it just clatters on the ground a couple of feet in front of him. He's just like, eh. I thought it bounced off the fence and clattered. Is it, Well, I'll have to rewatch it, but it just seems <laughs> to me that the, he, the, he the, is so weak and feeble that it flew a couple of feet and clattered on the ground.
1: The fence in question is actually just... Log uh, Like a handful of logs going straight up every three feet or so. I wouldn't even call them
0: logs or branches. It looks like, like you know... Yeah, it's, it's
1: the kind of fence it's you'd expect to see. Uh, It's the uh, equivalent
0: of two-by-fours.
1: It's, yeah. It Maybe is. even two-by-twos. <laughs> it's the equivalent of the kind of fence you'd expect to see um, out in the countryside where, uh, old, where farmers from mm-hmm. the Wild West, before barbed wire would put out these fences that are just stacked and tied uh
0: yeah it was it was more to or, mark property and stuff like yeah. that um, uh,
1: but but the occasional um uh, the occasional branch sharpened and pointing mm-hmm, out yeah. so it's kind of a battlement but it's really really um, yeah but flimsy but it turns out what they're running into well
0: in the yeah was that mm-hmm. um
1: back when our hero was uh, questing mm-hmm. and he uh, tra- got the spider, he got two different kinds of spider silk sticky thread and steel thread. And so what he did was he, he strung steel thread that was incredibly strong but incredibly fine. So these wo- wo- these dire wolves were running through it and cutting themselves in half. Running through this wire mm-hmm. that they couldn't see. Yeah,
0: they were wounding themselves and killing themselves against this wire they couldn't see. And the leader dire Wolf, got upset, thinking about these little tricks. Um, oh, that's right. What when they got close to the village and they see the slime. and The slime threatens them and says, "Leave us, no, leave us in peace. We have no desire to kill you all, or something like that." Yeah. And, Turn around
1: and walk away. This is your last warning.
0: Yep. And they and the wolves are prideful, so they they attack. Um, but the leader of the Darwolves gets pissed and he just runs down solo attack he breaks through all the steel wires now that he knows where they are because you can see the blood of his of his kin on them yeah, he and he leaps them at
1: apart, breaks off yeah
0: and then he leaps at um, R- Rimaru yeah. and but he gets stuck in the air and, because he didn't see the other the sticky web that Rimaru mm-hmm. had set up. Uh, and then Rimu, Rimuru just uses uh, water his blade. water blade ability and just slices off the wolf's head, and this is just kind of this cool anime moment where the blade passes through and a couple a seconds, splash of blood, splash of blood, and then a couple seconds pass and the head falls off.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just head boom. falls to the ground. Boop. Um, and so he he yells at the wolves to run away, and uh, I I either do you wish to continue to fight or do you wish to submit Uh huh. and then the wolves just stand there it's like oh come on guys just run away he, mm-hmm. he thinks to himself and then he decides that he's going to absorb the body of the king that he the, the dire wolf um, captain that he just mm-hmm. killed their leader their leader, the leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and turns into a dire wolf and gains the ability uh, intimidate
0: mm-hmm. and he turns yeah he turns into a dire wolf he gains the ability and he just says leave us now and he just starts shouting at them and the and wolves approach. Well, and he shouts him. He he shouts so loudly that the surrounding area just gets surrounded in this sonic boom. Yes, and it's just a continuous push of force from his mouth.
1: And so you, we see, wait, that their fur starts waving mm-hmm. from the uh, the continuous mm-hmm. push, and all the goblins are having a hard hard time staying standing from the other side mm-hmm. of the fence.
0: And him. the the dire wolves, though, they're just they start coming. They just yep. start. They're pushing against the force, and he and he tries harder. They keep pushing, and finally they get up to him. He lets go of his shouting. And they just bow to him and call them their leader. Yeah. <laughs> they have just sworn fealty to the man who killed their leader. Like, so Oh.
1: Oh. Okay, we can
0: do this too. Huh. So, and then uh, next day there's goblins and direwolves standing around together and stuff because they're now allies. And Rimuru's just like, well, yesterday's enemies are today's allies so you all are now going to work together and
1: he and, and what's your name oh i don't have a name monsters like us oh, don't
0: have he, he he says took looks to the chief and he's like i don't actually know anybody's names here like you what's your name oh monsters don't have names you know or no that's right he says it to one of the goblins and the chief then explains no monster monsters don't really have names it's very rare for us to have them he's like oh well uh I guess first things first, and I'm going to go ahead and name everybody here. And all the goblins are just like, what? Huh? What? No? Really? Are you serious? You're going to name us? You're going to give us names? And he's like yeah, and then the <laughs> yeah, chief yeah, just no, breaks no, down no, like, in tears and he's so happy and everybody's just celebrating about the fact that they're going to get names and they're so uh, cool And, and about so it. They,
1: they line up in the most anxious queue ever. It's like, uh-huh. oh. like it's, the Chris, chief, it's Christmas to the, them.
0: The chief ha- is up front with his staff and he's just like shaking it back and forth. He's so happy about it. And he, he gives them names. He names the chief. Uh, he asks the chief what the name of his son was, the one who died. Uh. And he says, oh, my, his name is Rieger. And he says, okay, well then you're rieger you know, he's like, oh, you've named me after my son. I'm so happy. And then he names his other son, who was the leader of the goblins who found Rimuru, Rimuru at, uh-huh. in, in Episode 2. He names him after his brother. And they're super happy that the brother's oh, name I lives on. I am honored on. enough
1: to live it uh-huh. so to inherit my brother's name.
0: And, like, the same light that flashed around Rimuru when he got named by um, by um, Veldora uh-huh. lights up around these goblins Yeah, and he has and no idea fr-
1: what did, you... he, there, there's it's not explained as to what's happening yet mm-hmm. but we're gonna find out soon
0: oh yeah and he and it just cuts and like it's kind of this montage of him naming all these goblins like he names the cute little goblin girls like um goblet or like and, all, and yeah. eventually he just starts naming them all gob something and he's just like i'm not even thinking like really caring anymore but i feel like, like, so like, bad because a, they're so a, happy a, about yeah, the names i give there's them
1: there's a dorky looking one that he like he names gobbozo or something like yeah, that. yeah gobzo, gobzo. <laughs> he's,
0: <laughs> he's got like this flat face and massive nose and you're just like you're gobzo and he's just like <laughs> i feel so bad giving them these names but
1: they're so happy about they're it. so
0: happy about it And then, um... And then it's the direwolves' turn. Well, and then the chief says, are you certain you're okay naming everybody today? I mean, this is is really, really uh, incredible, but are you sure you're going to be okay? And he's like, I'm just giving people names. It's totally fine. And then the direwolves come up, and he's just like, wow, they look really, really excited. And they're all just sitting there wagging their tail.
1: They're all very... Um, obediently sitting oh, no, no, no. perfectly except for the tails are all well wagging.
0: he sees them he's just like oh wait oh, the one up front that's the son of the one that I killed hes he was next in line to take control is he uh, I wonder if he's upset at me I wonder if he's planning anything to try to you know take my place and he's sitting there all super you know like just like a direwolf you know and then it cuts to behind the wolves and every single one of their tails are just wagging back and forth they're so happy to be named <laughs> and he's just like I guess not and then yeah, he, I don't think he, he's that at me. And then he looks at the wolf, and this wolf has a star on his head. Yeah. And he's like, okay, this wolf, he's got a star. Um, you know what? How about I give him my family name? Because you he, know he's a leader, you know? So, yeah. And he 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 starts playing again with Tempest and stuff like that. And he, finally he comes to the reading of a couple of kanjis uh, for Ranga, uh-huh. which is like, uh, I don't uh, know. What Tempest the, Fang. Yeah, Tempest Fang. Um, and then he's like... I am Ranga, That is a powerful, wonderful name, and he gets super happy. Oh, I love it. He loves and, it so and much. And then the flash happens again, like it happened for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, Rimuru just—he cla- gets a warning and just says, "Your uh, man- mana exceeded limit. Your whatever they call it, magic cells, or something like that, yeah. is below the min- the it's, minimum allowed level." I realize it's a combination
1: of magic and molecule. So it's magicules. Magic, magicules. So yeah. it's like
0: your magicules are below their the allowed limit or the minimum limit. Um, Entering recovery you're, you're in now in your recovery mode. Minimum days to recovery three. <laughs> and he's just like, oh. So oh he crap. enters into a three day uh-huh. coma after naming the first. After naming, after naming how many? Like, there's more than there, sixty there, goblins. There was
1: there, yeah. So he so sixty plus. I want to say about twelve that he healed. So maybe seventy two goblins. And mm-hmm. then one direwolf. Well,
0: no, 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 no. There, there's more than that too, because the, he said those are the ones that are fit to uh, fight. Yeah, the
1: ones that were fit to fight. You're so right, there right. were
0: there were children that wouldn't have been allowed to fight. There was the elderly that wouldn't have been allowed to fight. Sure. So there but, was. So we don't know how many were in the village, but I'd say it's a lot more than sixty. It's
1: less than a hundred though, because he determined that there was a one to one ratio of goblin to direwolf after the battle. So some yeah. of the direwolves mm-hmm. died in the charge.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm.
1: so, so you subtri- So it's less than a hundred, but more than sixty. Yeah
0: um but anyway they um he gets put on this pedestal and two of the goblin girls are like brushing him and making him nice and they they kind of kiss him and like uh-huh. put their heads on him in, in respect and awe and it cause and it shows the elder and that was just like it, it's because he named so many of us on in one day oh please great rimuru please return to us soon <laughs> and then three days later rimuru just pops back up and he's super you know he's uh
1: he's all energized he's all
0: energized and like he went from a dull blue color to the bright bright blue sky blue sheen that he is again and he's just like okay great oh i wonder what happened to everybody it's been three days and he sees this tall voluptuous green-skinned woman in front of him and she goes oh lord rimaru you're awake and he's like wait who are you who are you and she Uh, says i'm gonna go get the elder and then she uh she runs out the door and he's just like what 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 happened in those three days? I mean, and then you hear this, Lord Rimaru! And the door just explodes open, and this massive, muscular, green-skinned guy with gray hair, who can't stop posing, yes, <laughs> comes in and just praises Rimaru for everything now, that he's that, done. Now, the
1: one character trait of the elder was that he, his nose had gone gray. Mm-hmm. And his nose is still gray, and that's the only thing that carried over.
0: Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. So that's like, wait... Chieftain, what happened to you? Uh Uh-huh, and he's like, it's because you named us. When you name a monster, they get more powerful. And he's just doing all these muscle man poses because he was this doddering old man, and now he's got, like, the body of a fit bodybuilder. And then the system
1: admin starts telling him, and when you name a goblin, they're capable of... Evolving, So all the male goblins are now hobgoblins.
0: And all the female goblins are moblins or whatever. Or, or, or go- goblinas. Goblinas or whatever. Yeah. And all the female goblins are now just these beautiful, voluptuous women. And all the male goblins are like powerful, tall warriors, except for one who's this little Bo- bozo. The bozo's still bozo. Yeah. Yeah. Gobzo. It's go- still bozo. But, uh, I- but anyway, he... Uh... <laughs> And he goes out there, and he just sees, and he sees, um, well, and... Uh, and then Ranga. Ranga realizes that his master is awake, and he runs in, he's like, Master, it's so wonderful to see you again, you're alive. He's like, wait, what? Wait a minute, Star, you're a wolf, you're Ranga. And Ranga now has a horn, on, has his a head, horn on his head, and yeah, he's he about looks... three times the size he was before. Yeah, it
1: actually reminds me of uh, one of the Digimon.
0: Yeah, one of the Digimon. The one who becomes. um, Matt's
1: Digimon had a. uh, Yamato's Digimon had a a, a, a horn once Um, he evolved.
0: It was. It was uh, was Gabumon's evolution? It was the one who turned into the wolf. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Um, I keep thinking just uh, Greymon, but I was like, no, that's not. that's, That's the Tyrannosaurus. Um, who became oh. war Gramon and yeah. I, I just can't remember the name of the other one. Anyway he anyway he that okay, um... yeah,
1: was, so, so was clearly something from uh, Japanese mythology
0: the so... unicorn wolf. He has... Anyway, he comes in and he's super happy and he's wagging his tail. And he's wagging his tail so hard that he blows the building down as it creates a tornado. He and huff, it sucks he up Rimuru. And he and he just it by wagging his tail and blew the, blew the little... And Rimuru gets sucked into this vortex and just goes flying away. Ah. And just like, ah, Lord Rimuru! And they go chasing after him and stuff. That's
1: great. And, that becomes, um, and I'm sure that's going to be... It happens twice in this episode
0: so I'm sure it's going to become a running gag or where, where he whacks his tail mm-hmm. to the point where Rimuru can't hold his ground. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he uh he uh, he then sees everybody out there and he sees the the, the the voice. that's when the voice tells him that they evolve and they change. He's like, "Okay, well, let's go ahead and lay down some ground rules then. Um everyone you're going to pair off one to one type thing, you know. Uh-huh. Um, because there's there's as many now there's as many direwolves as there are goblins. And um, told he he wanted them to break off into pairs and to work together. But the very, but he says but there's also three rules that you absolutely must follow. The first is never attack a human. The second is never lord your uh, never um, do not fight amongst yourselves. And the third is do not lord your strength over a weaker creature. Yeah. And someone raises his hand and says, "Why should we never attack humans?" And he just says, "Because I like humans." And they're like, "Oh, okay." Also,
1: because they have, they live in uh-huh. very large groups, and uh-huh. if you pick a fight with them, they're going to retaliate with more people than we can defend ourselves with. Well, at first, so, at first he's the, just at first he's just like, wow,
0: that was way too easy, and then he, he explains further than that. Yes, he does. Um, and then he's like, and, and they understand immediately why not to fight amongst themselves, but then Gobzo is just like, well, what do you mean like about lording our strength over someone else? And he's just like, you've become a lot stronger. But you used to be weaker. But you used to be weaker. You know what it's like to be weak, so it's not okay for you to use that strength to persecute somebody who's weaker than you. You should use your strength to help people around you, and they're like, "Oh, okay, we like that." Weaker. And then the, he breaks them off into three groups, or oh, he names Gob, he names um, whatever his name is. Uh, let me pull it up again um rigurd he names him goblin lord uh-huh. and he's just super happy and he's got tears once again about being named goblin lord you're gonna be the lord the lord of the goblins in this area and then Remu is just like oh, i don't understand why he's so happy i was just dumping my job on him because i didn't want to do it
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but being named now he's not just named he's titled
0: and i think he glue again when he was titled i didn't catch that but maybe but anyway he uh He then breaks them up into groups and says, okay, well, we need people to, um, make, um, to, um, Uh, he, he, he he divides them up into three groups. So he notices
1: that the houses are starting to fall apart. Well,
0: he breaks them up into groups. He's like, okay, we have jobs for you guys. First of all, you're going to go ahead and, um, like you guys are going to, um, be like the guards and patrol people. And then he has people gathering food and whatnot. And he's just like, but for, um, for, uh but are the houses and your clothing this yeah. all sucks
1: yeah well he he notices a very particular a very specific voluptuous uh goblet who um goblina goblina who who has been memed uh mercilessly on uh Facebook since, she
0: yeah she's all over the
1: place now <laughs> um with crossovers and ties to goblin slayer and um oh gosh anyway and then, and another thing uh oh oh no and um I think they made some crossovers to um, Konosuba with that as well. Oh dear! I might just be thinking. Well, we'll see. Um,
0: with crossovers with her and Go- and Konosuba, I might be mistaken. I know the goblins there. I know they did ex- it. Yeah, they, uh, uh, heavy masochistic noises.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I know that they're doing some goblins. Well, I I need to verify. I can, I'll I'll share it with you. If okay. You can find. Okay. Um, but no, he eventually he discerns that this very voluptuous uh, mm. goblin is immodest, is distractingly immodest, and wonders she's... why he can't why just make some more clothes. Like, well we're really not good at making clothes. She's wearing, the,
0: she's wearing the same clothes she wore when she was a tiny goblin, and now she's like, you know, a five foot six, five foot seven yeah, she, foot when, tall when she was three and goblina. a half feet tall, mm. it was
1: an okay, but.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they don't know any better because they're they're not wise to the ways of the world. Um, so Jesus is like, hmm, hmm, <laughs> hmm? Um, but uh, but uh, before all that, we have to say that he's looking over everything with, and he's he's like, with well, uh, he's with
1: the he's with the captain, the uh, the, the...
0: Well, no, no, I'm talking about the second time he gets blown away by the tail by oh, Rungus', yes. Rungus okay. tail. Okay, and I forget what they're talking about. Um, but Ranga gets super happy. Oh, that's right. He, Ranga and him are separate, and he's like, well, I only was able to name you. He's like, but it's fine. You don't have to, like because we're the same pack, everybody upgraded with me. He's the most powerful because he's the leader of the pack now. But um, everybody became new wolves with him. And they became Tempest wolves now. They're no longer dire wolves. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. And he's like, I'm so happy you're happy master. And he starts waving his tail again. And it just goes faster and faster and it faster. And it just away. blows off. And it just blows remove away. And remove starts rolling down the hill. And Rongo's like, master! And he runs down the hill after him. And he shrinks down to a normal size. He's like, oh, you can change sizes. That's going to be useful in the future.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and this whole time he's rolling down the hill, I'm thinking... You can transform into something that can stop you. You've learned a lot of transformations, <laughs> but he doesn't stop. He, and he goes off a cliff. He's still new. He's still new. <laughs>
0: He's still new to this. Let's be serious.
1: <laughs> but he goes off a cliff, and mm-hmm. I think that's when he demolishes one of their houses by falling off a cliff. Because it just because he goes off the cliff, and you see the the dire wolf look, master. And then next thing you see is a demolished house.
0: <clears throat> but anyways, um, he sees the house, and it. Fa- later on after he's given them the jobs and he's talking about the clothes and their housing and stuff uh-huh. like that he sees another house and the house just falls over yeah and he's like yeah your house, your buildings just suck and they're just like well do, do and they're like well we don't have the skills of carpenters or and we can't make clothing we don't know how and he's like well have you ever tried you know is there anyone that's around here who can do that and he's like well we tried to trade with some people in the past who have that, who have that ability but you know we were never really successful He's like, oh, well, who were they? Oh, they were the dwarves over in the the, the Dwagonia kingdom or whatever. And
1: at that point, uh, Rimaru is just like, dwarves? The masters of metalcraft and things like that? Mm. This is so amazing. I gotta go
0: meet them. And he sees, and he has a mental image of the typical fantasy dwarves. And I'm kind of hoping that, and I'm, I'm kind of expecting his hopes to be crushed and them not to be typical dwarves. But we won't
1: know till Monday.
0: We won't know until Monday because this I can't episode, go home after this and just watch more. of it. this episode ends with uh, him and
1: three uh, and uh, a unit of five. Him and four others, including uh, Gobzo, two male warriors and a female, all on uh, riding uh, their dire wolves. Mm-hmm. towards the town. And Gobzo's
0: <laughs> holding on for dear life cuz they're going pretty fast. Every, everybody else is
1: able to make, hold on, but Gobzo never grew up. He's still mm-hmm. a 3 foot nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. Goblin. <laughs> but he's in the opening credits doing some martial arts moves. So I think he's going to learn some special skills. Awesome. Um but anyway, uh yeah, that and he goes off to go meet the dwarves. And the next episode is him meeting dwarves, um which we won't see until Monday. But Final thoughts on uh, final thoughts on that time I got reincarnated as a slime.
1: Okay, so far it's absolutely adorable. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, young adult friendly mm-hmm. um, in terms of genre. There mm-hmm. is blood, so it's not child friendly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's but it's kind of toony in how the blood is. So mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if you're okay with bl- fantasy violence, it's. Great. And
0: so far, every time there's been blood, it's been for on an enemy. You haven't really seen heroes get hurt, except for the main character at the very beginning. Yeah, I mean, so, there's
1: there's there isn't any blood when he first decapitates his first
0: snake. Th- yeah, there is a little bit. There when the when the attack happens, there's some blood, but there's no blood bleeding out of the body. Right. So. And
1: then the the most of it was when he uh, the the attack of the dire wolves was pretty bloody, mm-hmm. but overall. Um, but yeah, fantasy violence with blood. You and so. I have
0: very different definitions of very bloody, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I I mean, I've got three kids, and they're 13, 10, and 7, mm-hmm. uh, give or take. Uh, and so I'm just thinking, you know, my my 13-year-old my 10-year-old can handle this, because it's it's not worse than My Hero Academia.
0: Oh, yeah, in, no, in ter- in terms not. of uh-uh. In terms of uh, uh-uh.
1: blood and violence.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Um.
1: I mean, I still wouldn't even let my thirteen-year-old watch uh, mm-hmm. Attack on Titan yet.
0: Mm-hmm. But um, now I did look up a couple of things. Well, anyways, uh, from but this one, this one's fine. But it's not.
1: Yeah. It's not. Uh, it's not for seven. It's not, year not for my seven-year-old.
0: No, I think Matthew could handle it. Though. I think he could yeah, handle it. Yeah, heartbeat. definitely a 10 year ten-year-old. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. I and, think it's adorable. Mm-hmm. I've already
1: recommended it to uh, mm-hmm. my uh, my oldest.
0: And I'm thinking and from the way that I'm pretty sure that because he's trying to gather a town uh, or a, 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 trying to create a place for all races to be happy, there's going to be people who are going to be fighting against that. So I think people are going to be seeing him as the villain of the story from their point of view. Well, oh, he's so, a mo-
1: he is a slime. He is a monster. Mm-hmm. And so he'll be uh, hard pressed to take get mm-hmm. everyone to take him seriously. So I'm looking forward to seeing what obstacles he overcomes by bringing in a small war party into the dwarves consisting of dire
0: wolves, goblins, and a slime mm-hmm. monster. Well, considering his one dire wolf is powerful enough to like probably overthrow an entire unit just by wagging his tail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to more of it. I'm looking forward to to coming home after a long day of work on Monday and stuff, and just relaxing watching an episode of that time I got reincarnated as a slime I'm definitely going to keep watching it this season Right. okay Um. so I got to pick last week this week is your week and how dare you <laughs> how dare I because you've read ahead and seen what I picked haven't you yeah yeah I, I read ahead you had already picked it before we started writing notes on this week's episodes yes so, I did um, and I've already watched half of this so you're making me go back and rewatch the first three episodes you horrible person you okay we have
1: to talk about this we absolutely have to spend an episode talking about this because it's amazing. Okay, fine. Okay, so the episode, so the show that I've picked is Asobi Asobase. Which is something we have both, I'm breaking our protocol because we've both watched this more than a little bit. and But I have to see this again and I have to talk to you about this. Because it's just amazing.
0: And I'm just being facetious. It's a delightful show. It's <laughs> really, really fun. Um, I told our friend, our mutual friend, Mary. Uh-huh. She's the one who told us about... Um, uh, she introduced she, us to 50% she, off. Well, she introduced us 50% off. And she's the one who told me about um the daily lives of high school boys. Okay. And I told her that this show is the daily lives of high school boys, only it's all girls. And on crack. And I think I prefer it. And she's like, no. No, that's not possible. <laughs> have you have you gotten her to watch it yet? I don't think I've gotten her to watch it yet, but I've told her about it, and it's awesome. All right. This show is, this show, like, you watch real fast, okay? You watch the opening credits of this show, and you think it's just going to be a typical, you know slice of life girl it is the show. second most deceptive opening
1: credits i've ever mm-hmm. seen mm-hmm. the most open- the
0: most deceptive has to go to pop team epic pop team epic yes and it's just these three girls seeing about life and stuff like that and they're like skipping through fields and stuff like that the closing credits are harsh chalk drawings of the three of them singing a heavy metal song head banging to it and everything and that's far more like what the show's really like <laughs> yes it is <laughs> Yes, it is. Anyway.
1: Anyway, okay. So, next week we're watching Asobi Asobase. And Crunchyroll has the following synopsis. Olivia is a blonde-haired beauty who was born and raised in Japan, but can't speak any English. (laughs) Despite always acting serious and as an intellectual, Kasumi is a bespeckled girl with short hair who also can't speak English. Finally, there's the pigtailed Hanako, who's cheerful but can't seem to become a normie.
0: she she wants to be popular so badly
1: (laughs) the three middle schoolers end up making a players club ultimately cute ultimately fun and hilarious teenage girls comedy is about to begin you know what The, the 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 subtitles don't say players club but now that i've read that that makes a little bit more sense with some of the misinterpretations of what their club's supposed to be about yep Anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll save it more for next week.
0: Absolutely, it's fantastic. All right, all right. That brings us to your recommendation of the okay week. recommendation of the week is my turn this week, um, and I'm going to ha- go ahead and recommend an anime that's also new this season. And we're probably not going to discuss it simply because it's one of those shorter ten minute shows. Ah. And this is called Skullface Bookseller Honda San, and it's a oh, comedy. I've seen clips of this. It's a comedy of um what goes on behind the scenes at a bookstore. And it was actually written by somebody who worked at a bookstore. But it's it's a, like a skeleton type guy. He's just a He's s- a skeleton. skeleton. He's a skeleton working at a bookstore. Um and everybody else is just got a weird face. Like someone has a knight's face, someone has a gas mask, someone has a bug catcher's face. <laughs> uh someone has uh, a kabuki actress face. Um, you know. Now, the only clip I've seen uh-huh.
1: The only clip I've seen is his reaction to just how many different people are buying gay porn from his yes.
0: store. Yes, like the first episode has to do all with, um, with uh, people coming in and buying porn from his store, and the, he like he 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 is everybody's a senpai to him he's the newest employee uh-huh. and so if there's a massive rush at the counter so they get him to go to the counter he goes over and he starts helping customers and his first customer is a foreigner who doesn't speak japanese so he starts freaking out and he's like i am looking for this book for my daughter and uh he shows up a picture of it on his uh smartphone and it's a boy love book um with um oh no it's it's uh no that's not what it was it was a it was a uh it was a doshijin uh-huh. of a famous comic book character that happened to be wrapped in tentacles doing lewd things to him on the cover, and he was just like, Aah! he was just freaking out, and, then, and he was just like, no, 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 but he and he tr- was trying to explain it to this man that his daughter that first of all they didn't they don't carry doshijins, uh, uh-huh. doshijin is a fan made, yeah, uh, is a fan made comic, um, not always lewd, but a lot of times yes, um, but he uh, he. And so he's explained to him in broken English that they, they don't carry that. Uh-huh. And he had been to like five other bookstores that day and nobody carried it. And so the dad was just crushed. And then he tried explaining to him that you shouldn't buy that for your daughter anyways because that's porn. And your daughter's too young for that. And he's like, oh, okay, thank you. Then I won't buy it for her, you know. And then <laughs> the next person who comes up is another foreigner who's just this big fat tourist who's got like the I Love anime shirt on and stuff. Uh-huh. Blonde curly hair. And he buys... He wants all these limited edition, collector's editions, uh, manga collections that are super heavy and Uh super expensive. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then later on in that same episode... As he's restocking, he comes across all these women who all these women of just different walks of life, different personalities, different uh dress styles and everything, all of them buying boy love mangas. Oh. <laughs> and they ask him for recommendations, even though he's never read any. <laughs> but he's terrified of them because some of them are foreigners again. Uh-huh. So anyway, that's the first episode. And the second episode is also pretty silly. It's just it's just a lighthearted romp. Um, if you've got ten minutes a week, just watch it. It's loads of fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, So that's my recommendation for the week. Which uh, reminds me, there's actually a guy who owns a shop not far from here, uh, down in the Riverwoods, who has an antique bookstore shop, but he also has collectibles that are his own that are not for sale. But what he has is he has a book that is an original print of The Hobbit, signed by J.R. Tolkien. Wow. Worth a quarter million dollars. Okay. And he has the prototype ring that was originally picked by, um, it was the, the first prop selected by Peter Jackson Peter Jackson to be like, they, they made a whole bunch of, uh, of rings to, for him to choose from. The one he chose that they ended up making copies of for the movie. Uh-huh. He has it.
0: That's so cool. That's really cool. And you're not allowed to get that close to it. Nope. Anyway, that's it for recommendation of the week. It is now time for creator shout out.
1: And I have to uh, really credit you for uh, introducing me to this creator. This is Roan Lee. And she is a a singer on YouTube who does covers of uh, Japanese, uh, of uh, anime uh, opening and closing credits. And Mm. she was the girl who did the cover for the season three opener for uh, Mm -hmm. Overlord that you shared with Mm -hmm. me. Um, and she's she does she has a whole channel and every Friday at six p.m. according to her uh, channel she releases a new song and she's done tons of them tons of different anime uh, opening and closing. Uh, she still still that uh, season three opener for Overlord was fantastic that she did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's, she's got quite an extensive collection to go from. And so uh, we have a Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Google Plus links for her that we'll be sharing on our website. Mm-hmm. So uh, come to WhitakerWeekly.com and see this video to uh, uh, see this episode to uh, you know,
0: go and see what she's up to. And if you like her, go ahead and support her. Absolutely. All right. Uh, well that's it for this week. Thanks so much for listening in. Uh, If you listen on YouTube, please feel free to like this episode and subscribe to our channel. If you like what we do and want to support us, please spread the word of our podcast or even support us on Patreon. Uh, Where can they find us on social media? Our site, WhitakerWeekly.com,
1: currently has links to our Facebook page, Twitter account, Patreon page, and YouTube channel. We encourage all our listeners to follow us on the social media platform of their preference. And if there's one we're not on yet, please reach out to us uh, on one of the ones we've mentioned, and we'll broaden our scope to include you.
0: Okay. Um, And uh, artwork for our podcast is no. You're not going to worry about that? Yeah, that's fine. Well, I just need it. Okay, so
1: I put it in the script so that I had something to copy and paste. Okay. But you can
0: say it if you want. Okay. Well, I do. I do want to say it. I want to go ahead and give them give them credit. I mean, uh, Ben Coombs is our incredible artist. He's the one who did the our avatars and the the for our site and for mm-hmm. our podcast. Uh, and then uh, our opening and closing music was uh, is uh, Dry Clock by Brosmatas. Okay. So yeah, all credits to the artists. Fantastic. All right. Well, the, I've been Andrew. I've been Lee. And this has been Whitaker Weekly. You guys have a great week.